Yo, Sav back again. Another Talk and Play Blurcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you're at the title of this episode and you already know what time it is, this is a, another installment of the playlist where I, you know what I'm saying, cover everyday music. You know, what's going on in the headlines, songs that I've recently added to my playlist, uh, music videos that caught my attention. And on this particular episode of the playlist, I am reviewing two projects that I, you know, what I'm saying decided to check out since I don't know how long it's been since the last time uh, we've done a playlist. But that is the episode. Those are the segments or topics. Now I'm about to play my theme music real quick and then we're jumping in. let's go ahead and get straight to it the i don't know most um talked about news as of late as far as music is concerned um i'm gonna just say that yeah <laughs> we got the grammys dog you know y'all seen the motherfucking grammys or maybe you didn't because i didn't <laughs> but just because i did not see the grammys does not mean i do not know what's important about the grammys and that is the winners <laughs> so since i am rooting for everybody black shout out to Issa ray always rooting for everybody black um let's just go ahead and go over all of our black winners <laughs> for grammys and this year 2022 starting with um doja cat and SZA for kiss me more they won Best pop duo slash group performance. This particular Grammy is both of their first and they make history by becoming the first black women ever to win this award. That's crazy. All of the songs that black women have done together. And um, <laughs> this is the first time that two black women or black women, period, have won this particular award for best pop duo slash group performance. So shout out to them. Big deal. If you haven't been under a rock and you've been uh, at least paying attention to my Instagram stories, then you saw, you know, at least part of the speech <laughs> that Doja Cat gave when she won the award. She took the time out to give Scissor her flowers as well, who was also on stage with her receiving the award that they share. Um, Scissor, you know, had a broken ankle though so she couldn't really you know what i'm saying get around to the mic <laughs> like we wanted her to but uh yeah she said you know what fuck this uh broken ankle i'm going on stage with my crutches you know with somebody helping me and i'm gonna get my award with my friend and you know what i'm saying we're gonna represent she looked amazing scissor is just fine i just yeah <laughs> she's fine Doja Cat also looked great. Um, she took to, I don't know what social media app that was, but she decided to let us know that the Versace dress that she was wearing was actually sketched up by none other than herself. Meaning, you know what I'm saying? She took the time over, I think she said like 15 months or some, some you know, extremely long amount of time that I was like, oh, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> she took that long to, you know, draw this dress and get it looking how she wanted to look. And then she sent it over to the people at Versace and they custom made it for her. Fire. The dress looked good. She looked good. They won an award. Big up to them. Next, Silk Sonic. 
leave the door open this motherfucking song <laughs> actually took home four grammys so shout out to motherfucking anderson pack and bruno mars for their four grammys total as silk sonic um leave the door open one record of the year song of the year r&b song of the year and tied with jasmine sullivan for r&b performance of the year which you know jasmine <laughs> she did an amazing job herself i'm so glad to uh finally see her get an award shout out to silk sonic and their four awards that shit was amazing we're on jasmine real quick she also won an award for hotel she won r&b album of the year at this year's grammys that's dope um hotels is an incredible album that shit was fucking fire or is fire i didn't go nowhere it's still out <laughs> hotels is a fire fire album and then you know leave the door open that shit when it dropped that shit was everywhere <laughs> like we couldn't get away from leave the door open so much much well-deserved uh awards being won <laughs> by silk sonic and jasmine sullivan we moved to alicia keys who won best immersive album for her album alicia that came out earlier this year or last year whatever yeah <laughs> last year um which i didn't know what the fuck immersive album or you know best immersive audio album is the name of the category that she won i didn't know what that meant but it basically means uh sonically her album sounded amazing it had all kind of um instrumentations and different sounds in it that made the music not necessarily fit into a specific genre it was music that spans you know multiple genres and encompasses many sounds from uh different genres of music so that's dope just because you know what i'm saying alicia keys legend in this thing very very talented amazing ear for music as you know you see on tv if you watch the voice i believe she was on the voice i think that's the uh, music show she was on but uh, um yeah she's married to one of the greatest producers in the game she's friends with a lot of the greatest producers that ever do this shit like of course her albums are gonna sound phenomenal so shout out to her congratulations for that win um lucky day one progressive r&b album of the year uh table for two is the name of that album congratulations to lucky day i don't know if that's his first grammy but either way well deserved her won a grammy for best traditional r&b performance for her song fight for you that's dope um cc winings she won what four grammys let me see yeah she won best gospel performance slash song for never lost um believe for it won best contemporary christian music performance and song and then she also won best gospel album so that is a total of four grammys shout out to cc winings you know what i'm saying still out here legending and shit being a legend and all that being legendary and things um kanye west won two grammys one for jail featuring jay-z which was the 2022 best rap song according to the grammys and i can see it it was one of the better songs off of donda hurricane featuring the weekend and little baby won best melodic rap performance so 
I think this little baby first Grammy. I could be wrong. Either way, Kanye took home his two weekend, got one off of that thing, and so did Jay Z for being featured artists on the songs. Uh, baby Keem won best rap performance for Family Ties featuring Kendrick Lamar. That is dope. Y'all remember motherfucking family ties that shit still slides one of the best songs on uh baby king's melodic blue album <laughs> kendrick snapped on this fucking song shit baby king snapped on that song too that is a well-deserved grammy because even the video was fired like shout out to baby king for getting his first grammy for that that's dope shout out to kendrick for his contributions that also landed him a grammy for that fucking song because fire Tyler, the creator, he won Rap Album of the Year for Call Me If You Get Lost, that amazing album that he just put out that has DJ Dramas, Gangsta Grills production all over it. Like, that was a good album, too. That was one of the albums that stuck with me throughout the year as it after it was released, I should say, because fire the shit was good it was good music it was very nostalgic to hear you know what i'm saying dj drama you know um executive producing or just regular producing another project for a another artist it was dope i'm glad he was able to link up with tyler they was able to make that happen and really turn out a classic album because that's one for the books and for the culture because call me if you get lost is a very very good rap album like tyler did his thing with that <laughs> so shout out to him and then john baptiste who i just you know recently became familiar with um he won five grammys total like he came through and was like i know i am the little known artist here today but my music is very very <laughs> good um he won album of the year his album title was we are um he won best urban roots performance for a song cry and he won best american roots song and then he tied for best score soundtrack because he did the musical score for soul on disney plus if you've ever watched soul on disney plus which that won a bunch of awards itself in the award season definitely check it out i don't think i watched it yet i don't think i have but <laughs> if you have watched it you heard that music in the background most of that or all of it was composed by this gentleman here john Baptiste. He won a Grammy for that, as well as um, Music Video of the Year for Freedom. That's the name of the song that the music video is for, which gives him five wins total. That is dope. I don't care <laughs> that I'm not uh, very familiar with him, and I only just started um, checking out his music or whatever to see why he winning so many trophies. Like, he's a black man. He did his thing, got his five wins. I'm fucking with that. His music might not necessarily be for me. I'm not really a American roots, uh, bluegrass kind of music person, but I'm glad black people are in that genre and we killing that shit because he just won a bunch of shit for his music this year. And to my knowledge, <laughs> this particular category or genre of music that he participates in is majority white. So for him to be a black man <laughs> and getting all these wins, I'm fucking with it. Like I said, rooting for everybody black. 
<laughs> continuing on quest love summer of soul documentary available on hulu and disney plus if you are still interested in checking it out um he won for best music film that's amazing because he also won an oscar for that at the very same oscars that will smith you know what i'm saying planet five on chris rock <laughs> like you know what i'm talking about uh but yeah so that's dope he got an oscar for that thing and he just got a grammy and i think it won sundance like dog been getting awarded for this fucking summer of soul documentary it's on my watch list i'm gonna probably have watched it by the time i actually do a watch list episode so you know stay tuned for that if you want my opinions on that but shout out to quest love and shout out to that documentary because i heard it's amazing um don Cheadle, which i wasn't expecting this at all but it's still dope <laughs> he won best spoken word album for carry on and it had like a subtitle aimed at inspiring the youth but i didn't write it down so <laughs> the name of the project is carry on uh, Don Cheeto spoken word album. Uh, he beat out Barack, man. Barack was in this category. <laughs> Don Cheeto said, No, sir, I got a few more inspiring words than you. <laughs> and um, better luck next time, Mr. President. <laughs> Shout out to Don Cheeto for the Grammy for best spoken word album. And then Audra Day, she won best compilation soundtrack for visual media for her. Um, compilation album that she did for the u.s versus billy holiday which i haven't checked out but audra day is an amazing talent so i'm pretty sure she deserved this shit i haven't seen the u.s versus billy holiday either but um shout out to everybody black man y'all was winning shit <laughs> outside of all the grammy wins we have in the headlines <laughs> my dog tyler the creator trolls dj Khaled. Once again, after winning his Grammy for Best Rap Album for Call Me If You Get Lost, we just talked about that. So, backstory on these two niggas, right? <laughs> They've been beefing since like 2019 after um, Tyler the Creator's Igor album and, you know, DJ Khaled's Father of Assad album came out on the same week or whatever. Igor ended up going straight to the top of the Billboard 200, went number one and on the rap slash hip-hop charts and after all the sales and streams was counted dj Khaled realized like damn this man just beat me out for for number one album for this week Khaled was mad about it <laughs> and he took to ig or whatever social media platform he recorded that video and decided that he wanted to voice his concerns because he didn't understand how this album from Tyler Creator did so well because nobody listens to Tyler the Creator's music. Nobody's riding around listening to Tyler's music. They riding around listening to shit I put out. <laughs> this is loosely based on what DJ Khaled had to say, but it was to that effect. He was basically saying that nobody listened to Tyler the Creator. If anything, they listen to the shit I drop. And um, since then, <laughs> every time Tyler's music does well or somebody asks him about <laughs> the DJ Khaled beef, you know what I'm saying? He takes his time to respond to DJ Khaled saying he's mad <laughs> and bitter and pointing out the fact that his music always does well, especially compared to his. <laughs> like Tyler does not hold back when people bring up DJ Khaled because he felt a way about that. Like damn nigga like i know i'm not you know what i'm saying 
one of the mainstream hip hop niggas that like black people go up for, but I still have an incredibly large fan base. I'm still out here making rap music. So somebody listening to my shit, I keep winning. I keep being mentioned in conversations where my music is surpassing other people's like somebody winning. That's Tyler. That's what he'd be saying. <laughs> but uh, this is just uh, interesting because he did it again. <laughs> When Call Me If You Get Lost won this uh, rap album of the year Grammy, he pointed out some niggas at home mad and bored and bitter <laughs> that my music is still succeeding. Did the same thing when Eager won best rap album in 2020. And um, he did the same thing with Call Me If You Lost and went number one on all the Billboard charts like Every time his music has done something amazing, he makes sure he takes time to point out that a nigga named DJ Khaled was hating, and here he is once again dominating. Oh shit, rapping nigga, yeah, bars. <laughs> uh, but I just decided to mention that because it's funny. Never count out the underdog. Never hate on the underdog. You know DJ Khaled. He's very very personable. He's very very endearing. Like. One of the best motivational human beings you could ever think of. He even got some jams. Like, Khaled has given the culture plenty of shit to bop to. But Tyler, the creator, is also an amazing artist. And his fans support him. And with every project, his music elevates. He gets better and better. So, like, just because he's not necessarily making music for the same people that you're trying to target does not mean his shit don't slap because it do call me if you get lost it's a great album i said that already but reiterating because we're here <laughs> moving along though megan the stallion <laughs> has been in the headlines a lot um the tory lane's case is still going on he got arrested at the courthouse because of uh, the judge you know what i'm saying <laughs> he she or whoever i don't know if it's a man or a woman Whoever the judge is caught them sub tweets that <laughs> he be tweeting on Twitter. Like, you know what I'm talking about. You go on Tory Lane's uh, Twitter or whatever. You, every now and then you'll see him pretending to be motivational, but it's really a sub diss at Megan. And <laughs> the judge said that is a violation of your no contact order. So you're in jail, buddy, until you post that bail. I forgot how much the bail was, but Tory Lane's probably got it. He might be out by now. I don't know. I haven't seen any reports that he got out. Do he, does he not have the bail money? How much is the bail money? Let me let me check real quick. Google's right here. Let me ask. Okay, yeah. So Google says the bail was raised to 350k, which, if I'm not mistaken, all he got to do is post 10 percent of that. So what that is like 35,000? Yes, I'm smart. <laughs> Yeah, so it was 250k, but then the judge was like, "Since you want to play, nigga, 350k, post up or stay your ass in jail." <laughs> I don't know if um, he made it out, but you know that was interesting because reports also came out on the same day that some swab tests that they were doing on the guns came back uh, inconclusive for Tory Lane's DNA. And the actual clip that was inside the gun that shot Megan Thee Stallion um, had no traces of Tory Lane's DNA. So 
Not necessarily saying that he didn't shoot Megan the Stallion, but it's also not saying that he did, right? Because if the swab test or whatever on the gun came back inconclusive, that mean there's prints there. Somebody probably tried to wipe them off, but we don't know whose prints they are, but there's prints there. So they're probably gonna run more tests on that gun to like figure out who had their hand on the shit. The clip not having no fingerprints on it, that makes sense. Like he probably bought it loaded or somebody brought bought it loaded up already. And the only reason you would need to take the clip out is if you are trying to clean the gun or you know reload it. But if you're not shooting it, then there's really no reason to reload a clip. So I mean, that just kind of made sense for no fingerprints to be found on the clip, but still the gun come back inconclusive for prints or whatever. So we'll see what happens, man. They in court behind this whole shooting shit or whatever. I'm ready for it to be over. I'm tired of <laughs> people not believing Meg. Like she got shot. We're just trying to figure out who the fuck it is. I think that needs to be more of the focus. Like we know that she got shot. We just need to know who did it. Y'all mad because y'all don't want Tory Lanez to be the shooter. Y'all feel like something's going on, some kind of conspiracy. I don't know. But um, I'm ready for this shit to be deaded. Like, <laughs> I tend to believe victims when they say shit happened to them. Um, Tory Lanez is maintaining his innocence. I would, too. I don't really know if I necessarily believe him. But, uh, you know, he is, hasn't been proven guilty. So, I'm going to just leave it at that. Like... Megan got shot. She said it was Tory. She gave a bunch of stories and details and things that would lead me to believe it's Tory or whatever. But this court case is dragging on as if somebody else might have actually shot Megan. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't want to pick sides or whatever the case might be because I'm over this shit. <laughs> like, I'm really tired of it. I'm tired of people jumping on Megan about this shit. I'm tired of people jumping on Tory about this shit. I'm tired of Tory sounding guilty. Like, cause he really hasn't done anything or said anything to like clear his name. Every time he's going on Instagram live to tell his side of the story, it just be a bunch of random stuff that just make me feel like you did do that shit because look how you like backtracking and running over your words and saying shit that don't make sense. I don't know, but that's Megan being in the news. <laughs> she also has uh, this ongoing beef with her label. Like, it shit got spicy a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Carl Crawford. <laughs> I fuck up his name every time. Carl Crawford, who is the, I don't know, I guess CEO and president or whatever the fuck his title is over at his record label that he owns and has Megan signed to or whatever. Uh, he jumped out and was like, you know what I'm saying? Megan's lying about a bunch of shit and she fucking everybody in the industry and she's an alcoholic and all this other shit. Then Megan turned around and was like, nigga, you a powder head. All you do is smoke coke and all this shit. <laughs> like, it's uh, gotten messy. The courts, you know, they asking for documentation and stuff is on the documents that Megan is like, what the fuck? I've never seen this. Like, it's a bunch of shit going on. Um, I bring it all up to say, you know what I'm saying? Peace and love to everybody <laughs> involved. I really hope Megan is protecting herself mentally or whatever. I know her and Party are enjoying their relationship. That is dope. I like Partisan Fontaine. He's a dope rapper to me. And 
I don't know. Just, you know, love and positive energy. If Tory Lanez is innocent, let's go ahead and get this shit cleared up. If he's guilty, let's go ahead and get this shit cleared up. We just know already Megan has been shot. So we just need to find out if it was Tory or not so we can move on because this shit is getting on my nerves. And I'm ready for this janky ass <laughs> record deal with 1501 and Megan to just be done. Like you say the girl ain't making you no money, Carl. That's what you saying that she ain't making you no money or whatever, but you won't let her out of the contract where you taking all of the money that she makes. I don't get it. Is she making you money or like whatever money you get in, go back into her. Like what's why you feel like she ain't making you no money, but you still need to keep her in this stupid ass, you know, fucked up ass contract, making money off her. Like, what's going on? Either way, I'm ready for all this shit to be done. Megan, protect yourself, you know, mental health and all that. <laughs> Next in the headlines, I had Doja Cat on here. Um, I think y'all seen the whole stuff where she was like, I'm quitting music, you know what I'm saying? Fuck this, I'm not for this and all this other shit because her fans was chastising her on social media after some shit happened in Paraguay where there was a storm going on on the night she was supposed to perform. So the performance got canceled and the fans wasn't having it. They showed up to the hotel looking for Doja. Doja didn't come out, so they took the Twitter and was like, you're evil because... You didn't perform in the rain. And when we came to the hotel in the rain, you didn't come outside in the rain with us to like greet us and tell us you're sorry for missing the performance because it was raining so bad. And, you know, hurricane monsoon or whatever the fuck the storm was over there that made the entire show get shut down. That was weird because, you know, Stan Culture can get weird, but uh, she ended up going on a little rant about it, had an exchange with some fans on Twitter, which led to her saying she's quitting music. Will she continue to quit or will she continue forward with her plan to quit? According to the question that she answered on the Grammy stage, you know, it's looking like that might be a yes or it could be a no feel like Doja Cat was just in her feelings at the moment. She loves music. She's not going to quit just yet. But she might also just be tired of being super, super famous. <laughs> because the last, what, two, three years, Doja Cat has skyrocketed from underground internet rapper to one of the biggest pop star rappers in the fucking world. So I'm pretty sure she's tired of being in everybody's uh, face and tired of people <laughs> requesting that she perform Say So all the damn time. I'm pretty sure she's tired of that shit. But I bring her up because there was also another interesting conversation happening started by Remy Ma on, I believe that was Drink Champs, where she was like, she doesn't consider Doja Cat to be a rapper. She said she's dope. She likes what she does whatever musically but she doesn't consider her a rapper to which doja responded that she doesn't care if people doesn't consider her a rapper or not because she considers herself a rapper she said at least 80 percent of her music she puts a 16 on there or an eight and that 
qualifies her to be a rapper and she qualifies herself as a rapper and i agree like doja cat's a fucking rapper bro like she fucking raps that's a rapping ass girl (laughs) she does it at a level also that is much better than a majority of not only the women rappers but the male rappers as well like doja cat is very fucking talented with that pen and those flows like she always <laughs> shouts out and gives praise and love and lust and thirst over Nicki Minaj. And she's right to do so because if she really studied Nicki Minaj like she professes that she has, then we see it. Because that girl know how to fucking rap on anything. It just so happens that, you know, the past two projects have been like pop rap, which is fine because that is a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like super bass um bang bang like Nicki minaj has done pop rap a lot so rappers being in that lane is not or women rappers being in that lane i should say is not new or uncommon at this point because pretty much all the women in rap well not all of them but a majority of the women in rap have reached some level of crossover appeal to where they have at least one of those pop rap um, songs in their, you know, catalog. Doja Cat just so happens to have albums worth of songs like that in her catalog. But they rap nonetheless, and she's fire just because she's not always on a traditional, quote-unquote traditional, I should say, hip-hop, rap kind of beat or whatever does not mean she's a rapper. And I feel like that is what Remy Ma was trying to, like, allude to or speak on when she decided to say that Doja Cat is not a rapper. I think she just feel like, oh, because you haven't rapped over like super hard beats, you haven't, you know what I'm saying, rapped over songs that will only fit in the R&B or the rap slash hip hop um, charts on the billboard or whatever, then you don't, you know, you're not a rapper, which like I said, I disagree with that. I think Doja Cat is a rapper and a very, very talented one at that. Moving on to another woman in rap, Cardi. What's going on? Cardi B had a fucking meltdown <laughs> this past week. I don't know if y'all seen it, but um, she got into it with her fans on Twitter because they was mad that she didn't go to the Grammys. It's that stand culture shit being weird again. They was like, oh, you tricked us into believing you was going to the Grammys. Cardi was like, I never said I was going to the fucking Grammys. And people was pointing out a specific comment that she made. And she was like, that don't mean shit. That had nothing to do with the Grammys. I've been posting on my Instagram stories all week. I'm in fucking New York. I've been here. Why did y'all think I was going to the Grammys? She got into arguments with the fans. She was saying some pretty fucked up shit (laughs) to her fans outside of calling them dumb she definitely did that she said her fan base is dumb and (laughs) you know she sent out some other wild tweets to some people (laughs) who were in the uh comments of her tweets being fucking disrespectful now i ain't gonna say what cardi said or whatever but that girl did come for her kids or whatever like cardi got the right well she don't got the right but i understand why she said what she said even though that was a little harsh but stop talking about people kids man like that's fucked up 
that that in itself was fucked up. So Cardi's response being even more fucked up, it just kind of <laughs> you hit low, so I'm gonna go lower. You know, it is what it is. But after retweeting some of her quote unquote dumb fans <laughs> and cussing them out or whatever, she decided to deactivate Twitter. And then she went to IG, got on Instagram Live and explained why she deactivated her Twitter and then jumped off of there and deactivated the IG. So at this point in time, Cardi B is not on social media, at least in a public way. I'm pretty sure she got like fenced accounts and like burner Twitters and shit like that, like everybody else. <laughs> but um, yeah, she she's done like publicly or taking a break and think she deserved it she had a <laughs> she had a i ain't gonna say it was a rough week but i understand why she was mad at her fans or whatever because they completely made up this entire oh you said this so that mean that you was trying to let us know on the low that you was gonna pop up at the grammys or whatever and that is not the case like <laughs> that was a fallacy i don't know how party gang <laughs> made up that kind of shit but it happened and i feel like that was some straw that broke the camel's back kind of shit because right before that her fans was chastising her about not putting out new music and then <laughs> right before that like when she was previewing like hey i got some new music coming for y'all or whatever they was like this is uh, a drill beat, which is interesting because Nikki just put out her drill song with Fabio. Like, why are you copying Nikki and stuff like that? Like, this is the conversations that was happening on the internet about Cardi B. They were saying that she was copying Nikki by putting out a drill song right after Nikki and posting clips from an outdoor music video in New York, which Nikki was also filming an outdoor video in New York for her drill her new york drill record with fabio foreign um, we go up yeah cardi posted some clips for her drill song that's coming up soon some clips of her on the block in new york outside filming a video and i don't know <laughs> the fans you know they was in their feelings about it like Accusing her of copying Nikki and then telling her she don't put out music anymore and talking about how she been talking about her second album has been coming since 2019 and they haven't heard anything from it or whatever. Like fans just been on her ass. Really, all the girls I mentioned, um, Doja, um, Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, like all of the fans have just been <laughs> just been biting away at these girls <laughs> i don't know mental or whatever the case might be over this past i don't know week two weeks and i don't know i bring all this up to just say you know people are human beings guys let's just remember that everybody involved are all human beings like <laughs> just because they're celebrities and they're rich and you know they have a level of access that most people would never see or you know be able to experience does not mean that you should treat them you know like your personal musical robot like they need time away from this shit they need time to live life so that they can make new music for you to bop to or whatever like just just relax cardi said she was busy so she couldn't really 
drop music how she wanted to. And now she ready to put out this um, New York drill record with, I don't know who this gentleman is, but he's in jail. And that's the only thing about this entire situation with the whole comparison to what Nicki Minaj is doing is like, this kid is in jail that she has this song with. So, like, why are you releasing it and doing the video, like, right now? I don't know. The timing is what it is. Because uh, Fabio also dropped another New York Drill beat record with the City Girls. And they had a video already done for it and everything. And it's just the timing of things. Because New York Drill, as far as women in rap was concerned, like... Until Nikki put out We Go Up, y'all wasn't on the drill beats. We just have to <laughs> have to say what it is. Now, Cardi, she did. She showed some um, evidence that this song was in the works um, since, like, December of last year. But, you know, the timing. Because this boy is in jail. So, I mean, I know... I mean, if the record is hard and you just really want to put it out and you're trying to rep for a homie because he locked up, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get some some money on his Spotify, his Apple Music or whatever, trying to just, you know, keep his momentum going while they figure out if he's going to be in jail or for life or whatever the case is. I don't know what's going on with this kid, but it's the time, man, because we go up, came out. And then, oh, Cardi got one coming. The City Girls dropped theirs. Like, who's going to do, well, which woman in rap is going to do a New York drill beat next? I don't know. But uh, it's very, very interesting. And I can understand why the fans are making the comparisons. But let these people breathe, dog. That's just my opinion. Or that's what I would um, offer up as, you know, my advice to the situation. Just let these folks breathe. Let them be human. Let them do what they want to do with their artistry. Just sit back and wait for the music to come out. That's it. Last but not least, um, the Oscars. Now, I already did a thinking out loud about, you know, the Will slap with Chris Rock or whatever. People still having conversations about that shit. I'm kind of over it. I guess the only update since I put out my thinking out loud episode about the slap Um there's been reports that Jada has started to speak out and saying that she regrets that Will did it, but she's not mad at him at all for it. And I guess Will stepped down from the Academy and I might, I might've said that on the episode. I don't remember, but outside of the Will slap, cause we already discussed that. I don't want to keep, you know, going on about it. It is what it is. Chris Rock is preparing to add that into his comedy tour so we'll get his side of the story soon will already step down or resign from the academy the, the academy is talking about we're still pushing forward with disciplinary actions despite mr smith stepping down and you know jada's starting to voice her opinion about it but outside of that right megan the style performed at the grammys that's music related that's why i'm including the oscars on the playlist, Megan Thee Stein performed a, you know, impromptu remix of We Don't Talk About Bruno, which I'm tired of that song. <laughs> like, I'm really tired of it, which is crazy because <laughs> I've only seen like bits and pieces of Encanto. But um, the kids love singing about how they don't talk about Bruno and it's really getting on my nerves. And I don't even have kids. <laughs> I'm just tired of 
hearing about how you motherfuckers don't talk about Bruno, but you made a whole song about it. Like, what we doing? Why are we still singing about Bruno if we don't talk about this nigga? Like, <laughs> I'm over that song, but Megan decided, decided she wanted to do or she was asked a remix i don't know how the remix came about i don't even think it's streamable anywhere it's just like specific for the grammys she performed that she killed her verse or whatever gave a, a very very um warm shout out to <laughs> zendaya who was at the oscars looking phenomenal as well and then uh beyonce opened up you know what i'm saying with a pre-recorded performance of be alive that shit was fire Beyonce shut down a whole block in Compton. She had the, I don't know, tennis yellow green outfits and and tennis yellow green tennis court. Like the whole shit was this one tennis yellow green Ivy Park exclusive color. <laughs> and everybody looked phenomenal, especially Beyonce. She sang her ass off. Blue is out there dancing, you know what I'm saying, leading the choreography because the girls just can't seem to keep up. So she had to step on the court and make sure they hit them counts. Everybody looked great, sounded great. Beyonce does it again. Like, I don't even know what, what more can I say. Like, this is Beyonce, bro. Like, her performances, she usually killed them shits. She's done it again. <laughs> so shout out to motherfucking Beyonce. It sucks. That that song did not win the Oscar and they had her performing that shit. But it is what it is. That doesn't take away from how amazing the song is. Oscar nominated is still a fantastic title to have for your art, especially we're talking about the Oscars, which awards um, film and you having a song that was for a film that ended up getting nominated for an Oscar. That's dope. So shout out to Beyonce. Thanks for blessing us with that spectacular performance. If you missed it, it's on Beyonce's YouTube channel. <laughs> Go ahead and check that out. Go ahead and um, experience <laughs> the black excellence that is Beyonce <laughs> and her entire, I don't know, orchestra and dancers in there. Ivy Park, tennis, green, yellow, looking fly. <laughs> and then last but not least, Questlove. He won an Oscar for a Summer of Soul documentary. I think I mentioned that when I discussed him winning a Grammy for that earlier in the episode. Just still, shout out to Questlove because... I've heard nothing but great things about that documentary. I might watch it after I finish this, if we being honest, because I'm intrigued at like what exactly took place in this documentary, because Dog been racking up the rewards or the <laughs> Dog been racking up his awards throughout this entire award season, like Oscar and Grammy. And I believe NAACP like, Sundance, like my dog been getting his uh his trophies for this shit. So I'm I'm really, really curious to check it out. I might do that after I finish recording. But that is the headlines for you know this episode of the playlist. Let's go ahead and stroll right on over into playlisted. Just in case you forgot, playlisted is the section of the podcast where I pretty much tell y'all 
all of the songs that I've added to my personal playlist, all the songs I've been sliding around to lately, starting with Melvoni, No Man's Land. This particular song, Fire as Fuck, um, it was quite interesting how it came about it. Not necessarily. I come across songs like this all the time. But this particular song was on the end credits for Bel Air. I believe it might have been episode five or six. One of them two episodes or shit. It could have been four or seven. It could have been any episode. But I believe it was like five or six. Um, this song came on when the end credits started rolling. I was like, what the fuck is this? So, you know um shazam is built into the iphone like just a little button you can press when you pull down that little menu shit and i shazam the fuck out of that song <laughs> and um melvoni no man's land popped up i heard the full song i was like oh no we we slide to this add this to the playlist now so it's on there <laughs> Um, next, got Lil Durk. Aha. Fly. Man, don't respond to shit. We vaughn. I'm like, fuck it. You trippers. Go get it. Go gone. They drop it. Locations. I'm getting it done. Fuck tweeting. We sliding. The feds can't come. I fuck with this song. The beat is crazy. I know that it is a diss record to, I believe, NBA Youngboy, but. Um, I'm not that invested in their beef, their whole situation that they got going on. It's either NBA Youngboy or NLE Chopper. One of them two. Dirk is beefing well. I'm pretty sure I'm right that it's NBA. You know what? Google's right here. Hold on. Yes, it is NBA Youngboy that Little Dirk is currently beefing with. Um, AHA is the latest of several diss records <laughs> that uh, Little Dirk has released aimed at NBA young boy they sending them shits back and forth I didn't know about it until I caught this one cause this shit hard <laughs> like this is this is a good one I really fuck with this record um more so just because the beat and how Lil Durk attacked it I ain't really picking sides in this situation I don't know what the fuck is going on I just know these niggas don't like each other they've been making diss records and taking shots at each other and verses on other people's songs so it is what it is but I fuck with this song so I playlisted it cause it's perfect to ride around to <laughs> also um Lil Dirt, Petty 2 featuring Future Petty then I'm Petty 2 uh, uh. Yeah. ready then I'm ready to uh. Cutting out my pot, I'm thinking trapping when no habit. Drop you off the label, you ain't ready to catch up at it. This song also fire beat. It's a little bit more laid back and relaxed and aha. Aha make you wanna turn up and go shoot some shit. Petty two make you just wanna, you know what I'm saying, style on a nigga. Like Petty two just make you wanna just vibe real quick. But both songs phenomenal <laughs> in my opinion. Um Dirk put out a project recently was it 7220 or 7220 i don't know how he pronounces the album title but it's them numbers right there and um both of those songs are on there so that's pretty much how i've been acquainted with them future is what really made the song for petty too 
uh, he had a part on there where he was like, my young hoe 22, if she don't keep it pee, I'm going to fuck her mama. So, something wild like this. And then start talking about the girl grandma. Some, some wild shit. Future being toxic. The toxic nigga that I fuck with. So, <laughs> the song made the goddamn playlist. Also, uh, featuring Future, Earth Gang, uh, with their song, Billy. I feel like a god on this earth, little nigga. I can tell you slow up on these perks, little nigga. Bad bitch, she came with a big perk, little nigga. Man, rich ain't nanny, get you murk, little nigga. Put up, I was in the field, but all the junkies in the scam. Dope record. I really fuck with Earth Gang. If you're not familiar with Earth Gang, they are an Atlanta rap duo that is signed to Dreamville, which is J. Cole's record label. And they make some really good music. They are, I guess, today's, um, I don't know. They are Andre 3000. They're outcast sons. <laughs> I hate saying that because, you know, sons supposed to be a little disrespectful. But what I'm saying is they give very, very heavy outcast vibes in their music, their style of rap, their approach to these beats like, it's dope. I really, really fuck with them. The reason I fuck with this song so much is because there's a beat change midway through the song. If you've been listening to me talk about music on this podcast, and you already fucking know. I love a beat that start one way and end completely different, but all that shit still go. That is Billy Earth Gang feature in future. They give Earth Gang the more... I don't know, eccentric part of the beat. Let them kind of do all they flips and tricks with they uh, flows and verses and lyrics and shit. And then the beat switches up to a more trap heavy beat. Perfect for future to slide. And he fucking slid it. So shout out to that fucking record because Billy's dope. Moving along. We got um, Coyle Rafe and Nicki Minaj with Blick Blick. Crash two, guess who? Drip need a wet suit. One and a two. Give a fuck about the next few. Step one, for me, there won't be a step two. Come through with some bitches that's bad. They gon' step two. Ain't nigga trying to pop in the next group. Then run up in my DM, RIP the X2. Check who? Fire record. I fuck with this fucking song. The beat. The hook is fire. Nicki Minaj slid. That fucking second uh flow change that she do or the first flow change but that second flow in her verse where she like step one cross me there won't be a step two come through with some bitches that's bad they're gonna step two like that whole section of her verse that that particular flow that was the one for me that's the one that locked me in like yep this song a fucking banger you heard how Nicki minaj just fucking slid that this is this is the one. The video is also dope too. I was gonna mention it later in the music video section, but it's not um like super theatric. It's you know a pretty like chill vibe video, whatever. Got some dancing in there. Um, Coiler Ray got Nicki Minaj to hit a few TikTok dances. That was cool to see. Um, but it's not like a super produced and storyline kind of video. It's more like if it's the song, it's just something to give the the song visuals and you know let us see the expressions that these two uh women in rap give when they are rapping their verses to this fucking song so that is Coyle Ray, Nicki Minaj, Blick Blick and then sticking with Nicki we already talked about we go up in the headlines hey yo this week Rari next week Lambo bitch I'm 
fly I don't lendo This day funeral Start the service Say my name Make them nervous That is playlisted as well I really really fuck with this record Nikki is in her bag right now Like She is She hasn't missed Ever since um, Do we have a problem Like Nikki been She been going Like do we have a problem? Bussin' is fire. Blick, blick. She killed that shit. Uh, we go up. She killed that shit. Like, Nikki, Nikki in her bag right now. I'm excited for whatever um, project she about to drop. This new album and all that. Ready to hear what else she's been working on. Because she hasn't missed yet. I'm ready for this We Go Up video to come out. Like from the clips that she's posted and that's been circulating the internet from people who was at the video shoot or whatever the video like it's gonna be dope at least that fucking lamborghini that she was driving look amazing and i'm not really like a big pink person or whatever but that shit was looking fire like that whole situation the rims the fucking lights underneath the car the actual shade of pink that it was the interior like that fucking Lamborghini was amazing. Rich nigga shit. Nah, I can only aspire. <laughs> but yeah, Nicki Minaj. Um, we go up featuring Fabio Form. Fabio also slid this fucking record as well. Like, this beat is hard. I ain't really a super like New York drill type of nigga or whatever, but this song make me like New York drill music because Nicki and Fabio came through on this fucking record. And I don't want to I don't want to cause any um, drama or speculation or anything like that. But I hear the shots and I approve. <laughs> like, Nikki is talking her shit, letting certain ops know I heard the shit you was talking and um, she don't care how long it take to get out back. <laughs> like, Nikki been out her bag and I'm fucking with it. Moving along, we got um Lotto, like a thug featuring Lil Dirk. I'ma have to take it from the jump. Damn, they might just do it just because. I'ma have to fuck you like a thug. I'ma have to fuck you like a thug. Ooh, that baby boy, I like it rough. Um, I fuck with that song. This was fresh off of Lotto's new project, Seven Seven Seven, which. I'm actually review a little bit later on in the episode, but like a thug, definitely one of my favorites off of there. I don't know something about hearing Lotto be melodic like that. That shit really hit. Like she wrote that beat. Lil Dirt came through and slid that shit as well. Like I like when artists are not afraid to like you know melodicize. Is that is that the word? I like when <laughs> I like when artists specifically rappers give me melody for their hook and then they you know rap their verse or whatever like and this can be a r&b slash hip-hop type of record or whatever those usually hit like really well um but like a thug is fire that's lotto featuring Lil dirt also lotto real one Fire song. 
um it's the production for me <laughs> yeah uh pharrell you did your thing once again i know that fucking drum kit anywhere as soon as i heard it i was like oh wait this is a pharrell beat he ain't have to put no producer tag on that nothing i heard the instrumentation <laughs> on the fucking beat and i knew it was pharrell did my googles it was motherfucking pharrell and the song sounded fucking phenomenal i'm really <laughs> really feeling lotto's real well off of her 777 album like i said later on in the episode i'm going to review that and then the last song i playlisted Ari Lennox coming down off of the new dreamville's gangster grills mixtape or whatever call me on my name Ari Lennox is also signed to Dreamville, which is J. Cole's record label. So that makes Ari Lennox one of his artists. So whenever he does these like label compilation albums, of course, she contributes records coming down was contributed. Fucking amazing. She did this like, I don't know, new age kind of flip on um, Mary J. Blige's I'm going down and um <laughs> I cannot say I necessarily identify with it because I don't take perks and zans, but I already did her fucking thing on this record, so <laughs> I had to playlist it because the shit sound good. But um, <laughs> those were all of the songs that I playlisted. Um, let's just go ahead and move into music videos. Um, Blick Blick, Nicki Minaj, Coyle Ray, I discussed that already a little bit. It's a dope little video, whatever. Something cool to give visuals to the song. Check that out on YouTube. Um, Tiger and Doja Cat's uh, Freaky Deaky. I like that song. Didn't necessarily stick with me hard enough to playlist it, but if it comes on randomly, I ain't gonna necessarily turn it. At least not right now. It's a dope song. The video is even better. Look like Tiger had a budget again. Doja Cat fit right in. They had this like futuristic kind of scenes going on. It was some Barbie and Ken action going on in there as well. Like I fucked with the whole video. It was an actual video. It had a budget. It had storylines or a storyboard for it. Like somebody took their time to make sure the visuals for this song Freaky Deaky was fire. And I fucking agree. It was good. <laughs> um, same thing for Megan Thee Stallion and Dua Lipa's Sweetest Pie. Yeah. Hot girl shit, but I'm cold every season. This video uh, was, I guess, conceptualized by Megan Thee Stallion. That was like the little thing that they put on the title screen before the video started. I could definitely see it. It had like this um, kind of mythical, like Alice in Wonderland kind of vibe. Almost like the video she did with Young Thug, but like not. And I don't know. It was dope, though. I really enjoyed the video. She had like 
these legs that was like making doorways and windows and shit like human legs and it was like statues of asses everywhere and there was a cool scene where like her and Dua Lipa are like ensnared in some monsters I don't know tentacles or whatever the fuck was holding up in the air like that and then all of a sudden Megan the Stallion's eyes turned into middle fingers and it was flicking somebody off like the video was dope very <laughs> very um nice budget <laughs> uh very very cool concept shot to megan the stallion for conceptualizing that because that shit was nice now nah. you spent that money well it was a very very solid and good video and then we had motherfucking summer walker with goddamn fine ass scissor and motherfucking cardi b This no love extended version, I don't necessarily care for it. Um, <laughs> I still rock with the original only. That's the one that's currently on my playlist. And that's the one I always play. Nothing against Cardi B. Her verse wasn't bad. It just it didn't add to the song what I wanted the song to have on it. If we was adding shit, <laughs> I feel like Janae probably would have fit the song. A lot better than Cardi, but it is what it is. They wanted a female rapper or a woman rapper on there. They went ahead, passed Cardi B the lob. She did what she did. It was, you know, mixed uh, reviews <laughs> to say the least. I don't necessarily care for it, but the fucking video, yeah, <laughs> the video was good. The video is amazing. Uh, I mean. Sizzle must have came up with this video because God damn, these mother these women look great. Even I mean everybody, uh, Summer, phenomenal looking. This whole scene in the rose garden, I was like, this is beautiful. Uh, same thing, Cardi was in the rose garden looking good. I was like, this is beautiful. Then Sizzle came and her like ice water palace looking phenomenal. There was a scene. There was a scene where these women, I'm talking about SZA and uh, Summer Walker were like sharing a stripper pole, just doing all kind of moves, had a spotlight beaming down over them while they were in this darkly lit uh, rose garden or <laughs> garden of flowers. The shit was fire. And that fucking the mirror scenes where it's like one minute is or one second is fucking summer on top and and um scissor is her reflection and another minute is scissor on top and summer is in the reflection area and they like doing splits and shaking ass in this goddamn video this this video is fire it's just good very 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 visually pleasing <laughs> um and i did i caught the kind of like elemental references that they kind of had to it cardi b was supposed to be representing air um SZA was supposed to be representing water and summer was supposed to be representing fire it was just you know a loose kind of implication as far as concept is concerned but i definitely caught it the video looked fucking amazing them women mm. yeah SZA, it's SZA for me but uh 
that is it for oh wait you know what we got one more <laughs> lotto motherfucking south side i'm from the south side bougie bitches and dope boys i'm from the south side riverdale out the lord joy i'm from the south side popping shit like i run shit i'm from the south side not the two i'm the one bitch. this was another like kind of typical rap nigga video like cars money people in your hood you know what i'm saying you doing hood shit in your hood she was representing for the south side of atlanta i fuck with that but the reason that i'm mentioning it and the reason that i am like you know championing it above <laughs> other i mean I guess typical rap nigga videos because we had motherfucking monica in there monica showed up looking rich as fuck <laughs> throwing up the south side as representing with lotto whatever and i was just like look at gunica right there showing out <laughs> look at gunica on the goddamn youtube video over here giving gangster i was fucking with it so <laughs> i was like i definitely have to um mention that because that's the south side video is dope we had lotto you know saying you know rapping out of the roof of a pink corvette and hood niggas and corner stores hair stores it was very let me take y'all to my side of atlanta and turn up with my folk and i fuck with shit like that i like when artists do like the hometown hero thing and they be in their hood with their folks or whatever like showing you like i'm in the streets like this for real because this is where i'm really from can't nobody pump me out of my neighborhood so fucking with that that was the music videos though let's get into these reviews real quick time is timing I'm going to get y'all up out of here in a few. Just got two quick album reviews. First one, that Dreamville Gangsta Grills mixtape I was telling you about earlier. It's called D-Day. That shit is dope. It's dope. All right, Linus got the hardest songs on there, though. <laughs> I'm going to just go ahead and say that. Um, the fucking Coming Down song that I playlisted. And then she had another song that I'm thinking about playlisting called blackberry sap it's one of them ones <laughs> our linux is a really really talented artist i'm glad that she's able to hang with all of these rapping ass niggas and just do her shea butter baby singing like i fuck with all of that um the artists and the songs on the project flow really well some of the feature artists who are not in the dreamville camp they fit right in on these tracks that was dope Cheek West with his, you know, aggression. <laughs> um, ASAP Ferg made an appearance. He's not a Dreamville artist. Like, we had some uh, good times on here, of course. <laughs> My dog, DJ Drama, talking his shit. This motherfucking um, Will Smith, Chris Rock, not your socks <laughs> um, skit or whatever the fuck that was that he liked ever so gently laid <laughs> in the middle of a whole song that shit was fire i fuck with uh, dj drama he always got the best talking shit parts on his gangster grill tapes like he know how to talk shit <laughs> like he a rap nigga for real but um shout out to j cole for putting together like an amazing group of artists for his label He's taking like an approach that we've seen done before with these like label compilation albums. I think more people need to start doing that. When you're an artist and you start signing other artists or whatever, this is how 
you get their music out. This is how you get them gaining fans so that they can sustain themselves and stand on their own and not be your shadow and not have to depend on your feature verse or cosign or you being in the music videos all the time like get their shit off because every time i listen to a dreamville project i become more and more invested in the other dreamville artists like i've always fucked with um boss and omen they've been around since before you know what i'm saying sideline story like back still in mixtape days or whatever j cole had these two niggas around they've always been very talented at music Further on down the line, as J. Cole has grown as an artist and started signing other artists, you know, he introduced me to J.I.D. and Earth Gang and fucking R.A. Linux. And I've been rocking with them heavy. So this is this is good. I like what he's doing. And this is how you do it. Like, because we know on these Dreamville projects, we're going to get new music from J. Cole. So it makes you tune in to see like which one of these fucking songs he gonna stick a verse on which one of these songs is gonna be just his or whatever the case might be and as you listening through the project or whatever for these songs and these verses from j cole you realize like damn he got a bunch of rapping ass niggas on his team that also make good music whether he has a verse on the song or not like I said, this is how I'm starting to get familiar with the rest of his label as far as, you know, the people I fuck with heavy right now from Dreamville. So shout out to Cole for doing that because dope, great project. Um, I've been listening to it on and off since it came out, not only preparing for this review, but just because I genuinely like the music that's on there. My favorite tracks at the moment, well, my five favorite tracks at the moment, Coming Down is number one, Ari Lennox. Uh, freedom of speech which is j cole everybody ain't shit which is an earth game record because i did not forget fuck you and the bitch that you came with niggas claim shit niggas bang shit everybody ain't shit everybody ain't shit everybody ain't shit everybody ain't shit yeah 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 very sap was number four another ari lennox record the only other one she got on the project and then at number five barry from simpson which is a jid record that features two chains and young nudie who is also not a dreamville artist but he fits perfectly on this song with two chains who is also not a dreamville artist so that is my five favorite tracks at the moment from d-day a dreamville uh compilation mixtape hosted by dj drama gangster grills <laughs> It's a good project though. I'm I'm fucking with it. Next, um, Lotto seven seven seven. I took my time to listen to Lotto's new project because the other one that came out, I don't know, last year, or whatever, Queen of the South. I like some of the music off of there, so I was like, all right, Lotto. You know, she making music I can fuck with. Let me check out seven seven seven. I wasn't let down. Lotto is she coming into her own as far as artists? I really like this. You know what I'm saying? Pretty girl from the hood. Like, I look like this, but I still punch a bitch kind of energy she got. Like, I fuck with this whole vibe that she has going on right now and carrying her music through. The entire album is hard as fuck. The beats are what really, like, sealed the deal for me. Like, she really did pick some great beats or whatever. She killed them shits. So, that's good. Um, 
I wouldn't mind if the project was a little longer. I guess that's my only critique. That's, you know, not necessarily favorable, I guess. I don't know if she has a deluxe edition plan. Usually, you know what I'm saying? Artists tend to do this. Like they'll put out a project. Might be a little bit on the short side and then boom, four to seven more tracks added. This is the deluxe edition and, you know, not an album is over an hour long. <laughs> But uh, as of now, 777 sits with 13 tracks at 33 minutes in total as far as listening time. Um, I would at least like to see her bump that up to like 16 tracks. Or that's what I would have liked for this album anyway, I should say. Instead of 13, give us 16. I probably would have added maybe another 10 minutes to the album or whatever. Just make it feel a little bit more full and complete you know, as a project. But like I said, she might have a deluxe edition on the way. So it is what it is. We'll see my favorite tracks at the moment. Five of them started with real one. Cause you know, playlisted that and, uh, Pharrell body that beat and Lotto did her thing on the beat. <laughs> um, like a thug featuring little Dirk is number two. I playlisted that as well. You already know why I like that song. Uh, number three is given. It's giving balls, bitch. It's giving balls, bitch. It's giving bad, bitch. Never ever play me like I'm average. I like that beat. <laughs> I like the way she chose to rap on the beat. The whole song is just dope. I fuck with. It's giving whatever the fuck um, Lotto said. It was giving. She said a bunch of shit. Boss, bitch. Bad, bitch. It's giving a lot. That's that's what Lotto said. <laughs> but I fuck with that track. Um, number four. Southside, which we talked about the video for that in the music videos, and Monica appeared in it. That was dope. The track itself is hard. It really does remind me of like old Atlanta, or not old Atlanta, but Atlanta that I grew up on. Like I could hear Jeezy or Gucci or Ti even getting on this beat for Southside and like sliding this shit like it was one of them songs from back when they was like the big niggas in Atlanta. Like not saying that they not anymore, but you know, they are <laughs> the legends, the goats right now. They not none of the new young kids, whatever. That's really making a wave. Like little baby and young thug and gun and all these niggas. Like the beat <laughs> for Southside sound like something that trap nigga Gucci and trap T.I. and trap Jeezy would jump on and like Merc. It just, I don't know. Like to produce it or something, or I don't know. Southside just sound like <laughs> it belongs on a Jeezy or a Gucci Man like project or whatever. But Lotto killed that shit. Like she made it her own. One of my favorites off the album because that shit hard as fuck. And then at number five, I had Sunshine featuring Lil Wayne and Childish Gambino because that record, I don't know, it's a different vibe than the rest of the album. It kind of showcases. Um, Lotto's versatility like a uh, real one does and like a thug does like it's not Southside it's not them hard rapping songs that she has on there it's more of a more of a like a uplifting kind of positive type of you know rap song or whatever Chance the Rapper would actually be perfect on this song but Childish Gambino bodied this shit Lil Wayne bodied that shit Lotto slid as well so the song is dope the way it is but if you're familiar with Chance the Rapper's music, then you can kind of see why I said what I said. Because if you listen to Sunshine and can't hear um, 
chance the rapper getting on there and sliding that shit, then I don't know. Let's check your ears, dog. Do you know music like you're supposed to? <laughs> I'm playing. But uh, that's it, man. I see the time. Let's get on up out of here. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Talk It Play Blurcast. This particular episode has been the playlist where I talk music. Tell me. How did you feel about it? Anything you listening to that you want to put me on? Anything that I put you on in this uh, episode that you want to, you know, say thank you for or just have a conversation about? Hit me on the socials. I'm at B-R-I-A-N-S-A-P-P-H. That is Brian Saff on Instagram and Twitter. Wherever I post a graphic for this episode, the comment section is yours to, you know, engage me in conversation. My DMs are open if you want to talk privately. It is what it is. Hit me up. Um, I'll catch y'all on the next one. Let's be out.